Welcome to Billions of Books, the podcast where we discuss our favorite books. This week's book is Belly Up by Stuart Gibbs. My name is Helen, and one of my favorite books is The Mother Daughter Book Club. Hi, my name is Kirthi, and one of my favorite books is probably The Westing Game. And we are your hosts. So, yeah, we'll be talking about um, the book Belly Up by Stuart Gibbs. So, I have this, um, like, I'm just going to go through the sequence of events, like... Yeah, and guys, really by the way, book. just so you know, there will be a lot of spoilers, so... We would not recommend reading, uh, listen, listening to this before reading the book. Yeah. So, I'm going to, like, just read out the order of events, the events in order, without details. Okay. So, it starts with, uh, Marge and Teddy at Monkey Mountain... And then we find out Henry's dead. We learn about Fun Jungle's story. We learn Henry's backstory. Um, Teddy sneaks into the autopsy. Autopsy. Sorry. Autopsy. A a word. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We meet Pete Thwacker. Idiot. We meet Summer. They go swimming in Hippo River. They talk to Doc. The Black Mamba incident. (laughs) Um, Yeah, yeah. They see Summer again, the Carnivore Canyon event, the tiger escapes. Is it a tiger? Is it? It's a tiger. Okay. Yeah. It's a um, tiger. Uh, Teddy's dad and Teddy investigate. They break into the admin building. Um, they get caught, and it makes you wonder, is Buck evil? Um, and then we have the funeral fiasco. Well, um, Buck, at the end. No, Buck. yes, but when they... When the parents get caught, it does make you think whether or not Buck is evil. Yeah, but I, I've, I, I couldn't, like, I've read the book before, but I honestly forgot the solution of the mystery. Yes, me too. And I couldn't figure it out until, like... Five seconds before. No, so I actually, when I heard that Martin was around this thing and they didn't have total proof, I, I was pretty sure that... Buck did it, but I didn't know about Martin until they, like, told us openly, because yeah. I felt like there weren't many clues, you know? And so then we have the talk with Doc, and then, uh, we have the big reveal with Summer, and the, sorry, why did I say Summer? We have the big reveal with, like, um, who did it, um, and stuff like that, and then we have, in the epilogue, we have Hildegard, who gives birth to Hippo Henry Jr., yeah, I didn't realize that was the epilogue. Yeah, I didn't either. But apparently it is. I thought it was just an extra chapter. I was really hoping they would kiss. Well, they do later in the series. Okay. Uh, not with the spoilers. Uh, later. So, oh, by the way, guys, we're not going to do um, later books in the series just because uh, we'd like to do a wide range of books, but... The rest of the series is actually really good, so... Let me see if I can... Okay. Can we pull up? So, the books in order of the Fun Jungle series are Belly Up, Poached, Big Game, Pandemonium, Lion Down, and Tyrannosaurus Rex, Rex, that just came out. Like, W-R-E-C-K-S, Rex. Um, but... Yeah, so I've actually only read Poached... But I remember it was really good, so, um, the rest of the series is, well, we suggest you to go and read it. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're, they're all amazing. Um, well, 
the I was very. Can we talk about the ending for a second? I know this isn't exactly like chronological order like, to jump to the yeah. ending, but I really I have some thoughts on the ending. Yeah, you you can really feel Teddy's emotions. Like he's beginning to feel like he can can't trust anyone because he has these feelings that Buck is betraying him. That he thought Buck was helping him, but he's really just um. He's arrested his parents, so he he really feels like he can't trust anyone. And then he thinks that Summer betrays him. And so that just gets... Yeah. 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 And then we have McCracken's rant about not being able to trust anyone. And it's like, oh, so these are feelings that everyone has. Yeah. I, I thought, I thought um, JJ's rant was really funny where he's like, but... This this guy did this and this I'm, guy did I'm this. I'm going to look it up because it like in this book. Yeah, but hilarious. also, question: We should really try to grow in chronological order. That's not working out very well. Um, but so I'm uh, looking for it where I can um do the trust. Yeah, we only have one book here, so it might take a little while. But um, yeah. What would your who is your what would you rate this book? One okay. to ten. Ten being like. Awesome. Ten being like the best book you ever read, and one being like the worst. The worst. Like I would never read this ever. Obviously, you wouldn't, because we chose it. For, it wouldn't be one, because we chose it, and we both already read it. So yeah, and we both loved it. But um, okay. I'm sorry. I must have skipped over it. So I, I don't know. How would you rate it? I'd probably give it a solid seven or eight. I think it's really good. It's just like, it wouldn't win as my top I feel favorite like, books. I like lots of books, so <laughs> I really like it. The only reason I th- I think I would be up there at like an eight. The only reason I'm not giving it a full ten is because I feel like they don't discover a lot of clues throughout the book. Yeah, I would have. It just loved... really comes together in the last. Yeah, I would have like, loved to like. Minutes. It's I like mystery books that you can figure out. Like, you can, along the way, figure out what's happening. Yeah, I really like those books, but this this one, there aren't as many clues like that. It's just he getting in tr- him getting in trouble, but him not yeah, really figuring book, that much out. The book is really good, though. So, so I found his rant, and it is a lot longer than I thought it was, but we're going to read it. Read it. <laughs> okay, trust, let's talk, talk about trust. JJ began to take things off his fingers. First, my own manager of operations killed my animals to smuggle emeralds into the country. Now, he's accused my head of security of killing my mascot, then plotting to kill a 12-year-old boy in my vet. The head of security claims that it was the boy's parents who killed the hippo, but the only person who seems to have been doing any actual investigating around here at all is the boy, who managed to turn a lovely funeral into a national travesty on live television today. It doesn't include my PR director, who's botched everything he's laid his hands on, a security staff who's so incompetent they couldn't find their rear ends with a mirror, bodyguards who can't control a 13-year-old girl, my own daughter, who's been slinking around my back every chance she's got and thinking I wouldn't notice. Frankly, it doesn't seem that I should trust anyone around here at all, because every single person I've trusted has been up to something, and I'm sick of it. And that is a lot longer than I thought it was. Yeah. I, I thought it was actually is it like all just one this sentence. I think it might be. No, it's not one no. sentence. Okay. Well, so 
we could put this out. I mean, I knew you guys should have probably already read this, but still, I feel like we should give it an age range. Like, honestly, we're really probably pretty young. <laughs> um, Young to be reading? <laughs> not young to be reading that book, but we're both, like, pretty readers who have read stuff. We're that... young to be reading a lot of the books that we've read. <laughs> yeah. But I would say this is probably for, like, eight to eight eight to ten mil it's mi- definitely it's middle grade eight to twelve because i feel like people i'm not 10 i'm 11 and i still like actually really appreciated this you know it's still a good book it is a middle grade thing and it's, middle grade yeah. is eight to twelve so i think that was probably yeah the but the thing about it is like honestly it really depends on the reader like it's maturity level is 8 to 12 but if you're ready if if this if you're a 12 year old and your reading level is really high like that doesn't mean that you have to read this and also like if you're an eight-year-old I think but this isn't the kind of stuff you'd read like great um (laughs) but one of the things I think I think reading level wise it is eight to ten year olds yeah and maybe even seven to ten i don't know seven to ten year olds remember we're okay yes (laughs) this is my experiences okay but eight eight to ten year olds is probably like the age level but i think interest level it's like 12 year olds would definitely enjoy this yeah but it might like once you're a teenager it might lose interest because it, it is kind of a simple mystery and it is a kid's book you know yeah uh, but also, oh, wait, wait, who's your favorite character? I have a feeling I know who you're going to say, but... Well, who's everyone's favorite character? I mean, every... It's Teddy or Summer. It's, it's Summer. You can't... No one's yeah. going to say that it's really anyone except Summer. I'm sorry. Well, I feel like a boy might say that it's Teddy. That's a good point. But everyone But also, Summer. Summer, Summer, I just like her so much because she's so, like... She's, really she's like runs away from her bodyguards i feel like if i was in that position really i'd do the same thing yeah you wouldn't think that this rich um insanely well, rich teenage girl would be relatable but she's insanely relatable yeah like i really like i feel like if i was i feel like if i was in that position i would probably feel the same way like Teddy at first sees her as this snobby person who he feels like is so stuck up stuck and up and he feels like spoiled and he also really wants her spoiled. life but after spending after the spending next... time with her she he realizes that she wants his life you know yeah and I think he's <laughs> he's okay every single one of Stuart Gibbs main characters is whiny that's just a fact. But I, I really feel him Wait. developing and realizing that this this life that he has, it is the closest possible to being a an amazing life. And there are tons of people out there who would want his life rather than him wishing that he had someone else's. Yeah, and he realizes that, like, life as a rich person doesn't necessarily mean you're just, like... I don't know, she's just not free. Like... She can't do everything that people think she can do. Sure, she's on television, but really, she's just 
at home most of the time. Yeah, because she has to be with her bodyguards, and she also, like, any time she goes in a public place, she's always like, Summer, Summer, sign my And one thing that, this isn't sad, but it made me a little, it made me notice something, was people didn't notice her when she wasn't wearing pink. And if that doesn't say a few things... Yeah. Um. But also, like, I find it weird that she's such a big thing. And I think Teddy finds it weird, too, because she hasn't done anything. She just has a billionaire father. She's really, honestly, the closest... I don't know where I was going with that. I'm going to bring up another thing. I feel like in a lot of books, it is um, the sidekick of the main character almost is like this really rich person and especially in Stuart Gibbs it's like the main character is a whiny boy and they have a um awesome side girl sidekick who is way better at everything than the yeah whiny main character boy is I feel like in kids books there's always this like powerful like side character who the main character is always being like Oh wow, she's um, or he's or that person is well, you know, kind of makes me look bad. Yeah, but I feel like that side, um, I want to say sidekick, a sidekick character is often this in any book. This rich person who has this standard, and a lot of like the side plot is about them, the main character, figuring out that their life is the best life that they could have and that being rich is not all it's worked up to be. And I feel like not just in Stuart Gives, but it's, like, exhibited in a lot of books. Yeah. So was there anything that, like, bothered you with the book? I've already mentioned this, but I really didn't... I feel like if he had added more clues, yeah, yeah, he really you didn't have that. a single idea. Yeah, you mentioned that. Um, but is there anything that, like, I don't know, just pops out at me? Pops out that didn't, like, sound right? Um, I know I thought of something that was, like... Yeah, same you, here. That's not right. But I can't remember it. I think it was yeah. something with, like, one of the characters. There was something, like, that Pete Thwacker was doing that made me, like... Oh, God. Pete Thwacker. Can we talk about him? Um, Pete Thwacker is the... Dumb. Didn't he just call, like, penguins or something? Am I getting this mixed up? It was hippos, and he called them whales with feet. Oh, yeah! And that reminds me of something else. Um, I think it was the, um, Larry the Lizard costume when we go talk to him. Is that his name? Lyle? What's his yeah, name? Larry? Uh, yeah, yeah Lizard. Lizard. Lizard mascot. That guy. Um, uh, his, his real name was Charlie Connor. Yes, I know. But his costume. Um, his and, costume is a frog with a tail. Yeah, a and I think it kind of like, it, it doesn't sound right, but I feel like this is what would happen in real life, is that the people that got chosen were just because they are because they match the around the I same have, okay, I'm size. glad you brought that up because I have problems with that but that's if like they, what would happen in so real life careful, if they were so careful to make sure everything was just right you'd think that the people it's like they 
they talk about how they smoked when no one was around. And that is not a thing that you want people who are have to work with kids want. And also, you'd think yeah. that they'd have a better security system, especially yeah, after having also, a few, like, like that several That seems crimes. like such a bad stereotype. I know it does, but you see how much trouble they go through to make sure that this is the best park that it can be. You'd think that they'd make... You think that they put more effort and attention into making their security staff and and into making yeah their security staff their security staff is just like really bad. But I found this quote that bothered me. I, I don't know. I me being Jewish, it just bothered me. It says, "This is right at the funeral." It says, "Um, oh that." Martin had finally convinced him that even elephants couldn't hoist the huge coffin, only a crane could. So JG determined to bring some nobility back to the proceedings. So before that, he re- JJ really didn't want the crane, but they realized that like the crane was the only thing that could hoist Henry up. Um, he had cajoled the Archbishop of Houston to preside over them. I'd heard that the archbishop had balked at first, considering it undignified, until J.J. had hinted that he might recruit a prominent rabbi instead. Apparently, lack of dignity was less important to the archbishop than letting the world think Henry was Jewish. Yeah. But I was like, so first of all, like, it seems so stupid that they go to the archbishop before they go to the rabbi. Like, (sighs) no shame to any Christians out there. But, um, it is a little questionable. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, it is just a book, so. We're yeah. not, we're not downcasting any religion. It just how far, um, he will go, JJ, I forgot his name, how far JJ will go to make sure that this is a real funeral and to make sure that his animals is, like, well-remembered, even though I don't think that was exactly what he was aiming for. He wanted publicity. Yeah, so JJ, like, once we learn through the book that most of his staff aren't aiming for, like, the only big staff member that really, like, prominently likes animals is Doc, because he's a veterinarian. And the Keepers. We do see throughout the series and throughout this book how much the Keepers actually care for their animals. Yeah, but I mean, like, the main, a big plot character and a big person who leads a lot of things, like, uh, but especially whacker like what the heck there's this quote I, I i have no idea where it is so i'm not going to try to find it but it's like where teddy's thinking to himself and he says um pete whacker well pete whacker was really like so stressed i forget why and it was like was pete Henry's was death. in the was really good in the soap business and he wasn't used to having to deal with um things that with having died. to deal with things that could move and, and die alive and died. And I thought that was really funny because I was like, that totally illustrates what someone would do. They'd be like, wait, I'm so used to being able to be like, oh, soap and holding it in your hands and be like, soap, die. soap, soap, get your soap today instead of having to deal with you know. But anyway. And him being like, soap doesn't die. Um, That was a random rant. Yes. Okay, I I really like the strong opening that we have because it, okay, it's just the first, the first line is, um, it really just shows off his personality. I circled it. 
Okay. I'd just been busted for giving the chim- chimpanzees water balloons. Now, if that doesn't say something yeah, right off the bat about his personality. Why in the book? I don't know, okay? <laughs> um, it, yeah, it was a good idea at the time. Um, but, um, yeah, it was. It just shows off his pop uh, personality. personality. Uh, uh, words. Isn't working. Uh, words. Um, but it shows off his personality, and I thought about it for a second, and I realized that, like, that shows off that his personality, for the first sentence you read, I feel like it shows off that his personality was kind of, like, that he's kind of like a prankster, you know? But then I realized that once you read the first few pages, you realize that he's actually, like, so nice. Just, he's a nice person. And he's just looking for excitement. He's, he's looking. He's looking for excitement in this dull place, and he's also looking for. Um, he's also like helping the animals, you know. Yeah, and you'd think that, um, like this wouldn't be such a dull place to live, but really, he can't do a lot. I mean, he all he can really do is look at the animals and maybe sometimes go down yeah, to and see like, the chimpanzees with his mom. I like to do that. I I mean I like to do that for the, a day, but imagine spending your whole life at a. Well, not his whole life. Imagine he, spending. He's like, been there for less than a year, but you know. Yeah, but you know, but he's probably gonna spend there for longer. You know. Yeah, like, he's um, gonna spend that. Probably gonna spend his teens there. Yeah, he's but, probably not gonna leave until he goes to college. But anyway, but like, I keep saying but. Um, <laughs> I don't. Is there anything? Um, is there anything that like struck you as like off plot, like something that was there but didn't need to be there? Um. Well, honestly, I thought it would be nicer. This isn't really off plot. I thought it would be nicer if he didn't at the end just have to figure out everything from Doc. Like Doc just. Spin. Doc really should have been explored more because he had this whole idea of what was going on. Yeah, but Doc spent, like, a whole page telling you exactly what happened. Yeah. And I was like, okay, so we could have learned a little bit more earlier. Yes. And I was going to say something, and then I totally forgot it. Um, oh! I wish we'd seen uh, Pete Thwacker a little bit more. While I hate him and he's an idiot, um... He gets explored so much more in the rest of the series because Martin isn't there anymore. Um, okay, let's stop talking about the rest of the series. Sorry. but I, Yeah, okay. we're supposed to give spoilers for the first book. Not, not the, rest. the okay. rest of the series. But this isn't about the rest of the series. This is He does get explored a lot more in the rest of the series, but I would l- have liked to see him a lot more in this because while you do get the idea that he's an idiot, I would have liked to see how much, how devoted he is to his job. And how, and how much he, he actually is. hates. He He's devoted to his job, but he hates his job. At the same time. Yeah. And that while like that is explored. Totally things. Yes, but Pete Wacker manages to do it. And while I would have liked, and while we do get that idea, I would have liked to see it a lot more in this first book. Because we don't get yeah, a huge. Because me... When I read it, just rereading it, this, this, it for this, it was sort of like I, um, I didn't really pay that much attention to that because I've read the rest of the series, but, um, 
it does, I realize that reading it for the first time, you really don't get that much of a taste of what Pete Flacker does, of who he is. So I would like to see that a lot more. Yeah. He's not really a prominent character in the first book, though. No, he's not, but I would have liked if he was. Yeah, but you get to see him a lot the rest of the Okay, stop giving spoilers. Though. Anyway, um, <laughs> different um, subject. Why, how, so my question, it doesn't totally make sense. How did JJ manage to hire such an incompetent security force? I have an idea. So you see his employees, besides his keepers, aren't really the smartest at all in any department, really. Um, I, th- I think maybe he was just trying to... I think he spent so much time and energy on the park that he sort of just forgot the employees and racked everyone off who showed up first to just get it over with. But also you, I think we do have... see how much he was, like, invested in getting this done on time with Carnivore Canyon and stuff like that. Yeah, but he also might have, like... Um... Oh, Carnival Canyon sounds really cool. But <laughs> I like I like the names of the exhibits. They're yeah. cool. But he might have I feel like being who JJ is, he might have been like, Oh, hey, who who will go for the least amount of money? Yeah. Like he might have been I like see that. Oh I see that. Large Marge will only be and also, the only reason he hired Buck is because Buck was his friend. Oh, no. I think I think Buck is one of the only security, besides the he's fact com- that he's evil, the he's only, the not only really the only competent one. Yeah. Because there's no doubt okay, that so, he's not competent. But also, how did JJ get to the idea that Large March could be the best head of security? She's not head of security. She becomes head of security in the end, though. Oh, yes, she does. Oh, oh, that just shows how bad the rest of his... Oh, it's because he took... She took Buck out. Yeah, she but punched she him in the only face. took him because she was mad about him. Yes, but I think, I think she could have done it otherwise. She's bit... She's not... She's incompetent, but she can punch. Wow! A security guard can punch! <laughs> But, you know what I mean. Yeah, but if you put it that way, like... <laughs> anyway, I'll stop talking. Um, no, keep talking. Um, <laughs> I don't know. So, I feel like... Like, Large Marge, we see her a lot, and she's, she's almost like... I don't know. Her relationship with um Teddy is interesting because... It comes up in the first page that she isn't doing her job and that she isn't um she that she's spending all this time on Teddy just because she put he put like what a porcupine on her chair. Yeah, or something? she's been she's no, he put um rabbit droppings in her oh, food instead of right. jelly beans, I think. But also I think she was just she didn't realize that he was doing it for good, first of all, and second of all, I think she just likes to pick on it. Yeah. I mean, she's a grown woman, but she likes to pick on on him. I would like to... Can we talk about Summer for a little bit? Because I feel like we haven't done a whole lot of that talking about Summer. Are you sure? We had, like, a whole rant about how Stuart kids... Fine. We We haven't talked at all about the main character. Oh. Well, 
kind of. Can we talk about Summer, though? I really yeah, like her. Yeah, also, Teddy. Teddy is just the most boring. His, I feel like his. Stuart Gibbs seems to like to put, like, boring characters in front so that other characters can shine. I see that. Okay, I'm a mental note to put that, not writing. Um, <laughs> I'm a writer, so I, I'm going to not think. actually. I'm Just a writer. so you know. I'm not a published author yet, but I'm a writer. It is going to take a while. You're only... Be quiet. Oh, just so you know, guys, we're, we at, we're at the age of... Um, we're kids. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, way to put that. We're kids. Um, <laughs> she's that... Okay, on the topic of summer, because we seem to have gotten off the topic, um... I don't know. I, f- I really do like how her different the different sides of her personality was explored, and how we do see the teenage side of her um, at different points, but also the um, like the adventurous side of her at the same time. Like all the different things she did for Teddy without by really just knowing him for like what a week. This book takes like over the time of a week, right? No. Much longer. Only like two weeks. If. A month. Two weeks. It does not take a month. Well, we'll stop arguing about that, but like... Um, it, I just really like, um, the different sides of her being explored, and all she did for Teddy with just knowing her over a few weeks, but, um, I just... I feel like I should have more to say, but she's just a really awesome character. Right. But this is random, not related to Summer at all, but I, I also had something that bothers me, was the fact that their dad saves them at Carnival Canyon, and how Teddy always feels safer around him. Like, I realize that, like, men are sometimes, you know, he could be bigger than us than teddy's mother but also it, it just seems i don't know sexist uh do you mind if i disagree for a second yeah because i don't think that's quite true um i think it was just the circumstance i honestly don't think that he planned it beforehand who would save him yeah he obviously planned the tiger thing but i don't think he planned he would save them well and he mentions earlier in the book that he isn't there and i think it only seemed like the appropriate thing plus it couldn't be the mom but why couldn't why couldn't they change jobs the dad be the chimpanzee person and the mom be the like I why just... is that a problem i don't see what what's wrong with their careers I don't know, I just found it, that part didn't really bother me, but I found it, I don't know, there was like some sentence around how Teddy always felt safer with his dad than with his mom, and I don't, I don't, I don't know why that should be true. I think, I don't think he said then with his mom, I think he said yeah, safer but, with his dad. But that obviously means he doesn't feel as safe with his mom. Does it? Yeah, because remember he says he feels much safer once his dad is there, but the rest of it he's been with his mom well because his dad rescues them from the tiger why couldn't their mom have rescued them from the tiger because she didn't have the broom remember it's just the broom it it's the dad isn't even really the person it's just the broom the broom does all the work 
Anyway, I just... I just... On. I just... Well, so my thing about that is it doesn't really bother me in that book, but it, I, I just always hate it that the dad is usually... Or the, the male... Man... Male... Male doesn't really work out in that sentence. The man is the one to save them, you know? I guess I, I just don't see, see why that. the woman can't be the strong character. I see that, but she is the strong character. Yeah, I guess in this book it doesn't matter as much, but you know how in movies it yes. was you when, like, the man that. saves the woman or the man but, saves the child or the man saves, and the woman doesn't do any saving? Yes, I get that, but can we move on? <laughs> yeah, Because that was on. a long rant. Okay, let's talk about the main character, because you make a good, good uh, point. The main character we don't really is talk so about boring, though. He is. Um, well, he's not boring, but I really, he was just a scaredy cat. I feel like this sort of contradicts because he's a prankster, but he's also, like, a scaredy cat. Yeah, but it's it's weird how you can describe somebody in two ways that seem totally different. Like, on to a very different book. It just really reminds me of... Sorry, guys, to go off somewhere else, but it really reminds me of in Keeper. Sorry, this is Keeper, Keeper of Lost Cities. Really good series. Um, it really reminds me of, there's this part where the, like, big, this guy named Alden says, well, you're, um, exceptional and normal at the same time, and the main character's like, wait, those are the same things, and he says, oh, you'll get it with time. And, I don't know, that just, uh, that was random. Yeah, where did that come from? <laughs> that just like totally a... reminded me of it. I don't know why. Wait. What? I'm, 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 the whole thing about uh, him being a prankster and a coward that totally contradicted kind of reminds me of that. Oh, okay. But that, that is really <laughs> I just, random. I just I kind of so want, I just want to delay the talking of the stupid main character. Okay, he is not stupid. He's a good main character. Even though he's a little bit of a scary cat and a, he's, he's kind of boring. He's a little bit of a scary he's cat. He's a scary cat and he's boring, okay? I yeah, but there's nothing interesting to say about him. Well, okay, can we talk about his background for a second? Because his background is cool. Yeah. He lives in the Congo. Yeah. Am I getting that right? Get Congo? Yeah, is that, Congo. Is that the Congo. word? Okay. Congo. Congo. Also, like, I totally want to go to this place. Yes, Fun Jungle sounds awesome, right? Also, bad marketing decision for JJ. Why did he put Hippo River at the front? You should have put it somewhere in the middle or like at the back. So that they have to because they have to walk through and they get to see more shops and stuff. Yeah, but she should have done like shots and stuff at the. F- so JJ McCracken, get your game together and put Hippo River at the back because then people will have like a lot of walking and they'll like want food and stuff. Yeah, and they'll buy and from your shop. So it's just bad decision making. Yeah, but there should be like a big map at the front saying, "Uh, meat." There should be like a big. Sign saying meet Henry at the back. I don't know. Anyway, hippos like it's a bad. So that's another way Teddy says that, but that's another way that they have no knowledge of animals at all. A hippo as your mascot. No, the reason that they I was just about to say that because why the hippo? But the public was like so. It wasn't really JJ's choice. The public liked um the. Henry, Henry best. But, yeah, but like, why still, the hippo, people? Why the hippo? Like, why not the monkey? Monkey. 
Like monkeys are way cooler than hippos. Come on. But also, I'm sorry hippos to any hippo so lovers aggressive. out there, but like, yes. hippos are aggressive. Like and they're not a good mascot. a lot. And also, like hippos, a hippo, I mean, the, the so the people fell in love with the cartoon, the hippo. cartoon hippo. Hippos in real life are actually kind of scary. And I've JJ? been on a river with hippos. Oh. They're not. And JJ is not dumb in the slightest. I think he should have realized that it was a lot, wasn't the greatest decision making to make Henry the mascot. Because he's not st- stupid. In fact, he's incredibly smart. But. Um, I mean, yeah, how do you end up with a billion dollars? Yeah, that's a good point. Um, but he's incredibly smart, and I really think he would have thought twice, especially with all these incredibly smart people, um, surrounding him, because, let's be honest, his, well, most of his employees aren't awesome. He does have a lot of smart people working there, and I think that someone would have thought that it wasn't a great idea. And actually, I think it is mentioned that a lot of people didn't think it was a great idea, but, um... I really think that yeah, it was there's bad there's a lot of mentioning about keepers saying don't do a hippo, don't do a hippo, but he didn't listen to them. Anyway, well, I think JJ should have. So that mostly concludes our discussion. Yes. Um, if you have any questions, discuss them with yourself. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's a good point. Um, sorry, I don't um, really know any other way that they can contact us because none of us have social media. Um, because we're. If we do this for another two years, who knows? Um, <laughs> it won't be. Yeah, we'll be. We'll have to be thirteen. Um, we'll be a teenager just, in just, two years. Yeah. So, um, people. Yeah, but also, I don't want to talk about. I, I just want to talk about the next book next time. To yeah. Yourself. Discuss them with your yourself. brain. With your friends. <laughs> also, tell your friends. Tell your friends about this. Yeah, um, it, yeah, it's not going to get much recognition. Don't say I'm editing that out. Um, but, okay, well, um, bye for now. Tomorrow, Next time we should think of, like, a closing thing to say. I'm going to edit that part out, too. <laughs> um, well, okay, bye for now. Um, I hope you had a good time. That was billions of books. Oh, and before we leave, before we leave, I'm sorry. Next time, if you want to follow along with us, next week we'll be talking about the book Wish Tree by, who's it by? Oh, who's it by? Kate Applegate. I'll, one second. Okay, news update. Um, the book Wish Tree is by, uh, Catherine Applegate. It's amazing and we'll be talking about that next week it's so. really short but yeah is it it's actually pretty short it it's it's average size it's average um it's short okay it's well short. uh we hope you guys enjoyed this and we will see you next time bye bye that was billions of books yeah